Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbalay. Today I'm going to explore something slightly deeper and darker and probably something which isn't particularly good to think about. At the recent community meetings when the police have attended, and these are beat cops fundamentally, they have acknowledged that they live in areas that are considerably more affluent than the area that I live in. A co-worker has a cop who lives next to him who lives in Los Gatos, which is a very affluent area, certainly an area when we first came here that I thought we might be able to afford a small shack in. Now we certainly can't afford a small shack there. And the police officers that have talked to the community have come and spoken. They live in an area called Evergreen, which I think I may have discussed in previous short funks, but certainly considerably more affluent, considerably more wealthy than the area that I live in. Now, I know something about San Jose house prices, house prices in the area. Certainly, there were periods of time where house prices were considerably cheaper than they are now. But when you realize that these officers are my contemporaries, or in some cases, slightly younger, and yet they live in areas that I would have difficulty living in financially, it creates an unspoken question. I like the film Goodfellas in order to illustrate this purpose. After the gangsters have a heist, a number of the gangsters go out and buy expensive cars, furs, things like this, and one of the main characters chastises them that you shouldn't go and buy expensive things after a heist. When I look at the police in San Jose, particularly the ones that live in very affluent areas, which seems to be a majority of them, I know, at least in principle, what their salaries are. Their salaries have been published. It's on record how much these police should earn. And the fact that they live in these extremely affluent areas, whereas I live where I live, gives me pause for thought. The kinds of institutional corruption that one observes in San Jose, pretty pervasive, pretty disgusting, but usually is still in the boundaries of illegality, still in the boundaries of the fact that, yes, various, well, for example, the head of technology was able to retire in his early 40s after being the head of technology in San Jose for about eight years. You can work out roughly the salary that he was receiving in order to move to retirement so rapidly, and that's understandable. You hear about senior educators that earn half a million dollars or more per year, and this seems to be intellectually intelligible, associated with how they amass such wealth and are able to do things like retire in their early 40s. But when the police are supposed to be operating, I mean, the figure $90,000 was used associated with entry-level police. Obviously, they earn more progressively. But even the kinds of multiples that they would need to be earning in order to live in these areas currently, even if they came in 10 years ago when the market was different and purchased their houses, there's something really seriously out of whack with police who are supposed to be earning small salaries you mysteriously live in extremely affluent areas, and no one ever seems to really question this phenomena. I return to the heist in Goodfellas. If you spend money after the heist freely, you're going to eventually be identified. And my perspective is, what does one do personally when one is confronted with the reality that these police are clearly making vastly more money than they're supposed to actually be making on paper? How does this resolve itself in one's own perspective. Is there any point even in standing and fighting in these circumstances, or should one just get out of the situation? And I reflect very heavily on these paradoxes and the fact that as a community, we don't seem to absorb these paradoxes 
and make realizations from them. How do you even deal with institutional corruption at this level? I mean, everyone from the mayor down receives kickbacks. The mayor's periodically fined associated with the kickbacks that he receives. But this kind of institutional corruption is so pervasive, none of the people in positions of power are going to do anything. And it just becomes acceptable that this environment exists. It's not something you can fight against. It's something you can state, but not something that you can fight against. And in this slide, I realize that I've reached certain boundaries of my ability to deal with this particular situation in this particular community. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.